Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Guidance with Grace. I'm Grace, and we are talking about muscle today, building muscle, building strength. Um, the Arnold is this weekend, so we're excited about that here at Columbus State and just in the world of health and wellness. I am actually sitting here with my longtime BFF, <laughs> a previous professor of mine, um, Don Lobenthal. He works for Sport and Exercise Studies. He's an associate professor there. He's got a master in science and um, is a certified strength and conditioning coach. What do you have to say about yourself? Nothing good. Um, <laughs> actually, I've been kidnapped. Grace has me in her office right now. Oh, um, man. Actually, Grace was one of my students years ago, and um, we made her do push-ups. That's about all I taught her. So um, this is what you get. Yeah, this is the result. Um, So one of the reasons we wanted to talk about building muscle specifically, so we've had a couple of episodes about, like, so last week's was power up with protein, kind of the benefits of eating various sources of protein, whether or not you're a meat eater or a vegetarian, a pescatarian, you name it, there are sources that you can get that are more beneficial than others and whatnot. So we've also talked about more reps versus more weight, the benefits of lifting heavier versus not as much weight, Um, hypertrophy, do's and don'ts. We had two parts of that. Um, And really just to kind of clear up and kind of going off of even our goal setting episode, Mm -hmm. making sure you know what you want to achieve and understanding what building muscle is. So building muscle is kind of like a common term, but how would you define building muscle? So building muscle can can take place in anybody who practices resistance training, any type of resistance. And and, uh, when I was a personal trainer, I trained uh, a lot of middle-aged housewives. And one of the very first things they'd always tell me is, I don't want to bulk up. And I'd always tell them, yeah, you hear it a lot. (laughs) And I I always tell them, you're not going to bulk up, but it didn't mean they weren't going to build muscle. So on a cellular level, their muscle fibers will get larger with resistance training. Now, how large you want those fibers to get will be dictated uh, by your training, the stimulus and the overload you place on the muscle, but also your diet. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're going to build a large building, you need more supplies. If you're going to build large muscles, you have to have more nutrients in the body. That's just the way it works, and you have to eat to gain. Uh, And much like uh, talking about your protein coming from different sources, mixtures of food, your resistance training has to involve different types of high volume versus heavy weight. You can't always do the same thing all Mm -hmm. the time, and that's a mistake people make is they get comfortable with the program and for for hypertrophy you you shouldn't be comfortable in a program you should Mm -hmm. be outside that comfort zone quite a bit Mm -hmm. and so again it goes back to goals what do you want to do how much muscle do you want to build i'm an advocate that anybody of any age should put some muscle on especially as i've gotten older um i realize how important it is for overall mobility and health and that type of thing so it's it's very important exercise for years yeah since i was 14 yeah, yeah. so it's like and I'm that's only like i was gonna say it's only like 10 years 10 years, little over yeah, 10, 10 yeah. years. i've been 24 for yeah. a long time yeah <laughs> but yeah you know that's i think it's actually kind of interesting um you shared in the past that like so don is actually pretty muscular for his age compared to other people mm-hmm. your age oh yeah um especially the oh yeah 85 yeah. plus <laughs> hey, just huge yeah just massive yeah. really fitness shirts Um, (laughs) but, uh, so with that being said, he doesn't look abnormally like 
muscular, it's just healthy. And I think it's interesting that your doctor has said like you needed to lose weight. What did he say? Well, a lot of doctors will follow height, weight, or BMI, BMI charts. BMI is body mass index. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a certain percentage of body weight above your height, weight chart, or you're a certain number on the BMI, then they immediately tell you to lose weight. The problem is, is people who work out, especially with, with resistance training, are going to weigh a little bit more, but it's muscle. Muscle is more dense tissue than, than fat tissue. Um, mm-hmm. So he looks at a BMI chart and he says, well, you're above this number, so you've got to drop 10 pounds. Well, that's absurdly poor advice because mm-hmm. you're telling somebody in their 50s to drop muscle mass and that is the exact opposite of what should be happening. You're already struggling in your 50s to maintain muscle mass. Right. And so the resistance training and healthy eating helps maintain and even develop muscle mass in your 50s and 60s. And I tell you, I've seen some 70-year-olds that look phenomenal. Yeah. I think that's a great point that you just said. You can still gain muscle mass as an older individual. Absolutely. That is not off the table just because you're getting older. No. So I think it's still important to still train and still have those goals toward developing strength because sometimes a lot of older people, especially the people that I work with, are like, oh, I, you know, I, I know I'm not going to get any stronger, but I just want to maintain what I have. It's like a half and half. That's an okay statement on the half of you want to maintain, mm-hmm. but don't dismiss your ability to get strength. Oh, you can gain strength at, yeah. at any age. Now, is it going to happen the, the same way it would when you were 24? No. But you can still develop a lot of strength in, in your older years. And mm-hmm. um, I've worked out with individuals in their 50s and 60s that were incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. And a key to that, especially for those of you, uh, I know this goes nationwide, probably internationally, this podcast podcast. Oh, so, yeah. Asia, uh, everything oh, over there. Yeah, Belize. Yeah. Yep. Um, Especially there. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure South where that Pole, is. North Pole. Oh, the Arctic regions. Yeah, yes, totally. Yes. Everybody, so listen up. Yep, so listen up. <laughs> I actually forgot what I was saying. but um, <laughs> Well, just kind of like how building muscle can definitely yeah, help. Yeah, it, it helps. It, and one of the keys to this is don't stop building muscle. In other words, you don't have to look like uh, a gigantic muscle um, head like we see sometimes yeah. walking around. But if you're 24 and lifting weights now... Keep lifting weights. Yeah. Um, you don't have to, you know, find the type of weight training you enjoy. Don't be afraid to mix it up, but don't stop. Don't stop that momentum. Um, one of the things that's helped me throughout life is I've always done it. And so mm-hmm. um, friends of mine who are my age who have always done it are also healthy and mobile and we can get around. And other friends of mine who are my age who haven't done it for years are train wrecks. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have to ask yourself, which one do you want to be? And um, you don't want to be a train wreck, trust me. No, that doesn't sound like fun. No. It sounds painful. It's, it, train wrecks are fun to watch, but they're not fun to be. be right, yeah. be a part of. Yeah, so um, we kind of hit on this a little bit. You know, your difference in, a tra- in, your, in your training approach, of course, it's going to be age-related. You're not going to be doing what you did in your 20s when you're 60. But um, also, again, kind of hitting on those that goal factor of if you're really trying to lift heavy, mm-hmm versus just look good and build the looking good muscles, the shrug muscles. <laughs> mirror muscles. Right, the mirror muscles, right? Yeah. The things that we see in the front, but then you're completely forgetting about the strength in the backside of your body and your upper back and your lower back and your hamstrings, glutes, those things. And while you might look good 
in the mirror, you might not feel good. You might start to have imbalances and pain yeah. in different areas. So um, if you are following some sort of resistance training program, it's important to make sure that it's well balanced because oh, yeah. it's not going to be good for you to just look good. You have to make sure that you're hitting all areas. So what would be your suggestion for somebody who is trying to, to build muscle for strength? So for strength, um, the first thing you always think about is support systems. So your goal is to get stronger. You're going to be moving heavier weights. And when I say support systems, I'm talking about muscles that stabilize. Mm -hmm. So you want a strong core. We talk about that all the time. But the core is going to be anterior and posterior pillars of support as well as side pillars. And so that's going to include your abdominals, uh, including the external, internal, oblique muscles, call them the love handle muscles. Yeah. Um, spinal erectors, those muscles that run up and down longitudinally in your back. Deep muscles like the quadratus lumborum that uh, you don't realize is even there until you, you injure it. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then you do. That like low back, but kind of off to the side a little bit. That yeah. little like pain. I had somebody actually the other day was like, I, I pulled it right here, and I swear that's probably what it was. Probably was, and a lot of, a lot of times that muscle gets uh, tight on one side because we all lean to one side when we drive or when we sit in yeah. the offices, and so it'll get tight on one side. And, um, but yeah, these are these are your stability muscles. Um, as we age, and I always refer to aging because you can be 21 and you're aging. Every day it happens, mm -hmm. but the the first muscle groups that start to become weak as age occurs is the posterior chain. Then probably the biggest and most important muscle in the body is the gluteus maximus. It controls so much and I see so many people who stop using it. Mm. Sitting on it doesn't use it. I was just about to say we sit. <laughs> we sit all the time. And what will happen when you sit is your hips are in flexion so your hip flexors tighten up because they're short. They receive more nerve supply which there's a principle called reciprocal inhibition, which if one muscle group on one side of the joint is receiving more nerve supply, its opposite or antagonistic partner shuts down. Mm -hmm. And so neurologically, the gluteus maximus is now inhibited. So when you go to try to use it, it doesn't want to function. Yeah. And so uh, how do we get that active? Well, you have to relax those hip flexors. Every so often, every two hours, you should get up from your desk and stretch. Stretch yeah. the hip flexors. Stretch the postural muscles that you know are going to tighten up. And then um, work those glutes. You can do glute bridges, lunges, squats. You can squat at any age. I just saw a video of a 78-year-old woman squatting a, a pretty significant amount of, of weight oh, with yeah. no problem. Yeah. You know, And squatting is a fundamental movement. Think about um, how many things in your house are at squat level. Toilets, seats, bathtubs. You know, even um, that couch you like to sit on and binge watch Netflix. Yeah, and it helps you get out of the couch. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Have you ever gotten out of the couch and just like, you're like, ugh, and then you got to like actually use your muscles instead of like trying to just launch yourself off? Yeah. So, I mean, if you have that muscle strength and the, the muscle mass required, you know, even if you are binge watching Netflix or whatever all day, it's definitely going to be useful for that. Absolutely. I, you know, and I was actually just telling my group of students yesterday in my class that as much as the bench press is like very popular, mm -hmm. it is not really that functional. How often do we occur or incur pushing something away from us? Yeah. Unless you're pushing out your car in the middle of winter because it's stuck on the side of the road in snow. Mm -hmm. I don't know, which still, if that's the case, you're 
like grounding with your lower body. You had to use the lower body. Yeah, it's not all just your pecs and your, you know, your arms and things like that. So squats and, and even some deadlifts, you know, mm-hmm. those are things we encounter all the time, those movements. Deadlifts are so important. Um, we pick things up off the floor all the time. Yeah. And when I say deadlifts, people immediately have this picture in their mind of someone pulling 600 pounds off. I know. We're, <laughs> we're not talking about that. But even they, I thought that. Yeah. Um, no, you can do that. That's great if, you, if you're able to do that. Um, but deadlifts come in so many varieties. You can do what we call suitcase deadlifts. So you just pick a dumbbell up off the floor, just like you pick a suitcase up off the floor. If you are... Uh, again, when I was a personal trainer, most of my clients were middle-aged housewives. We did a lot of suitcase de- deadlifts because they would pick ch- children up and hold them on one side of their body, which meant yeah. they were going to have an imbalance. So we would correct that with suitcase deadlifts. There's so many different types of deadlifting you can do. Um, squats, so many different types of squats. If you're not using these big foundational muscles, um, strength training is, I ask people why, because if you're just doing the bench press, you are so limited in what you can actually do. And by the Mm -hmm. way, the bench press, if you're not working the large antagonistic muscles, which in this case would be your your lats and your Mm -hmm. posterior deltoids, even the shoulder girdle muscles, traps and rhomboids, your bench press will only get so high because the back is the platform. And so uh, I'm a big fan of the incline press over the bench press anyway. It's much more functional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree because that's kind of like a, a slightly like upward movement yeah. as opposed to just like straight in front of you. You've got that kind of overhead type of yeah. movement in a way. It's not completely overhead. But so kind of getting back to, you know, training your goals. Um, of course, building muscle is definitely important. Mm-hmm. Um, the functionality I do want to hit on, you know, of a bodybuilder. Yeah. Um they're not super functional. No. I think it's actually kind of interesting that they can have so much <clears throat> muscle mass, yet very little strength for kind of like a multi-joint functional movement. Yeah. Um, they train for mass, hypertrophy is what we call it. Um, and a, a, a friend of mine who is a professional bodybuilder told me one time, you know, he was a, in the peak of his training for a competition. He says, I can't run. I can't jump. I can't move side to side. Because he was so fatigued all the time from his training. Now, mm. it doesn't mean all bodybuilders are that way. I know some that are very athletic. And um, so, sorry, I just burped. Um, just <laughs> all that throw coffee that out coming there. up. Yeah, it's the coffee in the pre-workout. Fifth cup, yeah. Yeah, fifth cup. Down in the basement drinking coffee for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> off track again. So, uh, if you train specifically one way all the time, you lose functionality. And again, that's why I say you need a mixture of training, just like you need a mixture of nutrients if you're going to be, if you want a healthy, clean diet. You can't just eat the same thing all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of mixed training. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way you're going to find progress and maybe your number one goal of getting muscle and, and doing something specific or lifting a certain amount of weight is to kind of changing it up. It's not wrong to lift 12 and 15 reps if you're trying to get stronger in your one rep max. Absolutely not. Damn. That is actually a bigger benefit. But I will like to say is that it's important for you to understand how to do that. Mm-hmm. And talking to a professional who has a background in exercise science in something um, related to that. There are kind of a disclaimer about personal trainers. Not every personal trainer has a background in exercise science or 
you know, a health-related field. So sometimes these people are like, oh, I just ended up losing weight. I got my degree in English. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go get my certification. So that is a downside. Uh, Make sure that you're dealing with somebody who is knowledgeable in uh, ways to help you. Um, And also making sure that you're communicating what your needs are with them and what your goals are. Um, So they'll kind of be able to help you with specificity with, exercise selection, helping you reach your goals, getting a variety like we were talking about, and also making sure that you're not overtraining. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my last big point is overtraining, not taking a break. You're talking about your fr- the person you knew who was so fatigued from their workouts. They might not have been getting the proper rest. Mm-hmm. And rest and not just sleep at night or rest days, but changing the activity that you're doing can also help provide your body with rest from those same repetitive movements mm-hmm. and exercises and doing things even on the same day, like something to help you kind of create mobility, yoga. Um, there's the program out there called Ramwan, range of motion mm-hmm. workout of the day. Um, all different kinds of things to help you prevent overtraining and also taking those rest days. Recovery is huge. Um, one of the things people have to understand is the way the body works is when it's fatigued, it doesn't adapt because it's so busy trying to um, reestablish its energy. The central nervous system, which dictates how much muscle mass you're going to use on any given lift, if it's fatigued, you're not going to be able to lift the same weight. And I see so many people get frustrated in the gym. They're like, I could move this weight last week, and now I can't. Okay, you didn't get weaker. You're tired. Mm-hmm. Something has caused that. It could be a lack of sleep. It could be the fact that you went out and drank all weekend. By the way, <laughs> you want to yeah. reverse your goals, do that. That'll destroy. You're, you're at least 72 hours trying to recover from that, if not yeah. more. Um, so... Always keep that in mind. So um, sleep is huge, recovery is huge, and, and Grace, you mentioned um, adding different types of training yeah. in your routine. There's a lot to be learned by individuals in our field, the strength and conditioning and fitness industry, who have figured out how to provide variety to um, avoid that central nervous system, I call it stagnation. It just mm-hmm. doesn't want to move the weight anymore. Um, there's the conjugate system where you might be doing tons of squats and tons of bench press because of your powerlifting training, if that's your goal. But you don't have to go in and do the same squat at the same weight with the same contraction speed all the time. You can change contraction speeds. You can add bands. You can um, add chains, um, change the weight. You can do a front squat one day, a high bar squat another day. Um, you know, there's so many different things you can do to avoid stagnating. And one of the very first symptoms of overtraining, and I know overtraining is a dirty word in a lot of a lot of strength training. But it happens. It happens, and I just call it fatigue accumulation. That way, it yeah. sounds better. <laughs> sounds way more like scientific. <laughs> sounds way more scientific. But if that if you if you get up one day and you have lost the joy of training, and it actually creates some anxiety in you that you have to go to the gym, there is nothing wrong with either switching up your routine or maybe taking a day off. You will not lose. But now I'm a huge fan right. of consistency. Yeah. But if you feel that way and your body hurts, maybe do something different. Try yeah. something different. Yeah, you might actually feel better after that, after doing something completely different. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing that, guys. Um, so, yeah, so there are, we'll kind of talk about in some future episodes about 
uh, other ways to kind of make sure that you're getting that recovery. There's, you know, sauna therapy, cryotherapy, there's float therapy mm-hmm. and uh, all kinds of stuff to kind of add to that regular, just like, you know, making sure that you're getting enough rest, you know, you're supplying your body with enough nutrition, which also helps with kind of recovering from, uh, intense exercises or just exercising in general. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so there's a lot more that we could talk about that we could talk about it all day. Hydration. Right. (laughs) Hydration's a huge part of it all. Um, but you know, making sure that you're at least taking care of your body, I think is the number one goal when you're training and not stop, like not ending your training just because you either you know, are getting old or, you know, you're tired, reevaluate, take some time to kind of create some self care for yourself. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be anything wrong with that. So, but yeah, so I actually have the honor of, um, meeting with you again and we're going to talk about some other stuff. That sounds good. Lots of good stuff coming up. And thanks for having me on Grace. This is great. I like doing these, um, cause I can just babble on. And, yeah. and it's acceptable. It's what you do best. I do. really do. <laughs> so um, we're going to dedicate this episode to Don's mustache. It's uh, brought to you by his mustache. Brought to you by Don's mustache. Yeah. yeah Full I mean, of all sorts of colors and awesomeness. Dinner from last night. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's good. It's, the mustache is anabolic, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely good stuff. All kinds of stuff to look forward to. We will see you guys next week. I'm Grace. I'm done. And this is Guidance with Grace.